Hey folks, Jim Thomas here, Fitness Management and Consulting, and I appreciate you being here at the channel today. And for those of you that are not yet done so, you know, please hit that subscribe button. And if you find this uh, information that I provide for you beneficial, please, you know, hit that like button as well. Now, our topic for you today is 15 key steps to staffing onboarding. Okay, key steps to onboarding your new employees, key steps to onboarding our staff. You know, one of the things that I find in so many clubs, we get folks get hired and they get a little bit of stuff and they're on their own. Okay. And what you want to do, we want to get a complete onboarding process together. I mean, I, I've made these comments before. I like to look at staff almost the same way that I look as a member. I mean, I want to retain them. I want to keep them around. I want to nurture them. And because the, the longer they're around, the more time in the saddle, the more experience they get the more this stuff can really take shape for you and allow you to really develop a, uh, a strong team that can really produce at high levels. So uh, 15 key steps uh, for that uh, onboarding process uh, for, your, for your staff and for your employees. And so number one, you know, we'll start off simple here, you know, be prepared before they arrive. Okay, you have this new employee coming in, be prepared. You know, all too often I see, oh, have a seat and we get with them 30 minutes later. Okay, this is not a whole lot different than say taking a phone inquiry or, um, or taking a guest route. I mean, you want to have some tunnel vision, you know, make these folks feel like they're the most important person in the world. Okay, you know, that's how we begin this process. So make sure we're prepared before they arrive. Number two, let's get any paperwork out of the way. Whatever paperwork has to be done, let's get it done now, have it ready to go. Okay. We don't want to be chasing this stuff down later. Oh, you forgot to sign this. Oh, this didn't get signed. Oh, you didn't get paid because of this. You know, get this stuff done, you know, immediately and have certain people in charge of it and make sure that, you know, you're, you've got your checklist and this stuff's getting done. So simple things to get started, but it's not a whole lot different than again, when your customer comes in, what's the paperwork? You know, we have them complete a needs analysis, okay? Kind of the same thing here. Whatever it is that we need them to do from a paperwork standpoint, you know, let's make sure we get that done. Uh, number three, you know, we want to get the entire team involved. In other words, when you're onboarding this new person, we want everybody involved in this process. Okay, this is not a one person job. And what I always like to do, you know, when it comes to onboarding, I'm going to take the specialties of each person that I have on staff. Maybe they're really good at referrals. Maybe they're really good at, you know, kind of greeting a customer and getting the customer to really feel important. Maybe they're good at closing, good at the tour, good at follow up, you know, whatever it might be. I want all of my staff involved, you know, helping to onboard this new person. But then also, what am I doing? Like my staff that's doing that, I'm putting them in a position to teach other people, which makes them a good candidate, hopefully, you know, for potential management opportunities, um, you know, as we move along. Uh, number four, we want to share, you know, with, um, with our new hire, we want to share important first week information. Okay, what is this first week information? And typically what I will do, It'd be like a seven day jump start. Okay. And that seven day jump start, <clears throat> excuse me, that seven day jump start might include, um, you know, maybe some external prospecting. It might be spending some time on the workout floor, depending on what we want them to do and depending on what their qualifications are. Certainly, it's going to involve some outbound calling. 
Okay, and what I mean by outbound calling uh, is, you know, their power base, people they know that are in their phone, calling and trying to get them those folks to come in and visit the facility. And there's a process for that. It's not just we throw you out there on that. But that's also, you know, testing and learning and role playing and information they're going to need to learn. So we're going to share this really important first week information because one of my goals, you know, for anyone who's starting new, if they're in sales, I want them to make a sale that first week. Now, I'm not just going to hand it to them. I want them to earn it, but I want them to make a sale, you know, because it's been my experience that when salespeople don't make a sale that first week, you know, that's a little nail in the confidence, you know, coughing a little bit. And sometimes not everyone recovers from that. We want to get their confidence going. So we're going to get that sale. But what's that important, you know, first week information? Uh, number five, I'm going to assign a buddy. Okay. And you, you see this at restaurants all the time, right? You know, the person comes over, they're taking your order and I say, well, this is Mary. Mary's training today and she's going to be with me. Okay, great. Okay. Do the same thing in your gym. You know, you, you have this new hire, assign someone to kind of spend time with them throughout the day. And you could, this person can change every day and essentially they're just going to shadow that person. Okay, and then you know, get a shadow form that maybe they fill out and they're going to complete, and, and how you're going to work through this. But assign a buddy, assign someone for them to work with. Okay, uh, number six, you want to live and breathe your employee brand. You know, what is our brand? We want to live and breathe it. You know, what, what are you doing that, you know, separates you from everybody else? And, you know, it's, you know, it's a clean, pristine uniform, you know, with a name tag on, you know, it's a high level of staff training. It's a high level of staff accountability and process and how we do things. You know, it's a strong branding. We want to live and breathe it. We're not trying to cut corners. We're not trying to kind of slip through the cracks, so to speak. Um, number seven, and I'm surprised this one doesn't happen more often, actually. But, you know, for you're onboarding your new staff. Create an epic welcome. Welcome these folks. Okay. I mean, you can have a big sign. Welcome, Mary Smith, you know, to the gym. Okay. You know, you can roll out some red carpet if you need to. Right. But, you know, welcome, welcome these folks. It's no different than maybe you closed a big corporate sale and you're going to have a, a big uh, class, you know, specifically for that, that, that business on a Sunday afternoon. You got big signs up, you know, welcome so-and-so company. There's red carpet, there's balloons. You create this epic welcome because you want them to feel important. You want them to feel like they're part of a unique experience. Do the same thing with your team. We're trying to keep these folks around and we want to inspire them to do even more. Okay. Uh, number eight, get immersed in the culture. Okay. And kind of what I'm talking here really for the most part is that sales culture, you know, get immersed in that culture. You know, every week, you know, we're holding one hour training classes for sales every day. We're doing some kind of follow up on sales. You know, if we miss the sale, you know, we're going to sit down and, and try to understand why it was missed and what we could have done dif differently, but immerse ourselves in the culture of, of sales and of production and of performance. Okay. Um, Number nine, plan the ramp up to meaningful work. Plan the ramp up. And the best thing I can tell you here is we want to show our new hires how to write a very simple plan of action. How are we going to do this? What is the plan to do this? It's not, hey, yeah, we're going to train you. Here's how you do it, but what's the plan now to get it done? And so a plan of action, you know, it might consist of, hey, here's our current circumstances. Here's where we're at. 
Okay, here's what our goals are, maybe tangible and intangible. Here's the plan to reach those tangible and intangible goals. Uh, here's a plan, a plan B section. Okay, it's uh, you know one of our roadblocks and setbacks. If things don't go quite quite right, you know how are we going to pivot? What are we going to do? You know what are our checkpoints? What's our reward system? You know how are we going to keep score on this thing? And so really, you know, plan this thing out into meaningful work. How are we going to get this done? Let's create this roadmap, you know, for success. Number 10, you want to share goals. Okay. You know, sit down and talk to them about goals. And one of the things that we like to use is kind of like, you know, what's my piece of the pie? You know, if I've got a club that maybe needs 100 sales a month or it needs 200 sales a month, what's my piece of that? As a new hire, we're talking onboarding here, what's my share of that? You know, how much is, is needed from me? And so sit down and talk about goals. Now, one of the challenges here, and this could even be you kind of go off into experienced people as well. You know, for a new hire, we don't want to make these feel like these are distant goals kind of held over their head. That's not what we're trying to do. But at the same time, you know, we, want, we do want to have high expectations and then a plan to reach it. Okay. So, you know, share those goals, not only for now, but what these future goals are. And some of those future goals may have nothing to do with sales per se. It could be becoming a, a, an assistant manager, a weekend manager. It could be becoming a manager on duty. You know, it could be becoming a manager, an area director. It could be a lot of things in there. Um, number 11 uh, on our onboarding process is you know, third-party touch. And, of course, we talk about this in sales all the time. We want a third-party touch. One more person being involved can help you make that sale. It's the same thing here. Third-party touch. You know, introduce them to other members of the organization. You know, certainly everybody in your club by now, we should have introduced them to. They're part of the process. We've involved them in it. But maybe other people in the company, they get introduced to the owner. They get introduced to a area supervisor, if you have that, a mark outside marketing rep, if you have it. They're introduced to key members, you know, key influential people. Okay, make sure they're involved. Third party touch. You know, it works with your staff for the same reason it works, you know, with, uh, with your members and, um, and prospects that are coming in. Uh, number 12, we want to inspire our new hires. And really what we want to do, we want to share a career development path. Okay, here's how we're going to train you. Here's how we're going to educate you. Here's what the opportunities are going to be going forward. Not only opportunities with our company, but maybe opportunities in the industry. The industry wants and needs great people, you know, that can continue to grow the industry. And one thing I should comment on, this is not all happening in one day, right? This is a process. This is kind of your plan of action, you know, for onboarding, you know, your new staff. So inspire your new hires, you know, show them a career development path and how they can get there. And everybody gets there a little bit different. Okay, and whatever path they take is probably going to be a good one as long as their attitude is good, as long as um, their work ethic is good, as long as they're coachable. You know, whether that path is slow or a little faster, they're probably all going to work. Okay, um, you know, plan a probation period. Okay, and, and generally speaking, you know, it's a 90 day probationary period, it's fairly common, but really plan this out. Hey, what are we looking for at the end of 30 days? What are we looking for at the end of 60 days? What are we looking for at the end of 90 days? And this should be a positive thing. This is not something that's held over their head that uh, there, there's pre pressure or distress if they don't make it and they're going to lose their job. You know, we're trying to help nurture them through this process. And 
by doing that nurturing through this process, we're kind of planning this thing out. Okay, so plan some kind of probationary process. What needs to happen in here? It's not like, hey, you're on 90 days probation. I forget about you and I'll see you in 90 days. It's not that at all. Okay, um, number 14, celebrate their first year anniversary. You know, we talk about this with members all the time. You know, celebrate their anniversary dates because we're trying to establish loyalty. We're trying to create that member experience. Well, how about you create that, that staff experience? Celebrate their first anniversary date. Mary, you've been with us for a year. Here's how many sales you made. Here's how much cash you brought in. Here's how many people you've helped get results. Here's how much weight you've helped people lose. I mean, really celebrate this you know, with your staff. Okay, because we want to become, you know, unique and different. You know, we talk about differentiation all the time in terms of your business. This is a great way to have differentiation. Differentiation with your staff, your ability now to recruit, recruit better people and, uh, and get more top flight people in your organization. And then number 15 is continually, uh, you know, optimize your employee onboarding. Continually, you know, work on this. Continually optimize this, okay? You know, seek out feedback from your staff. You know, have your staff do surveys about, you know, the training they received, the opportunities they received, you know, and how we're handling them. Just think the same way you think with your members, okay? We want to continue to optimize this because the better job you can do of this, your, your company will change and it'll change dramatically. I know, you know, in my group, I think I was, I, I was building my third club and that's when I started to have a few bumps in a road and I had to make some changes. And really this was the biggest change that I made was how I recruited, how I hired, how I onboarded people and how I handled that. And, you know, cause I was starting to have a little more turnover and I was able to reduce that turnover almost to nothing. Okay. Uh, other than some uncontrollables, you know, people move away and things like that, but we really reduced it to almost nothing. And really the turnover we did have is when, you know, we decided we were going to have turnover and it changed everything as far as production, because there's a great big difference between having a person that's been here for a year and really understands all this and all that time in the saddle and then continually bringing in someone new. There's a you know, big difference right there. So, you know, take a look at your onboarding, take a look at what's happening here and how can we improve this, you know, for our staff. And again, I go back to, to our, our management definition is we want to create an environment that allows a motivated person to act. This is going to help you do that. Folks, if you found the information uh, beneficial today, please hit the like button. I appreciate it. And again, if you've not yet done so, you know, please hit that subscribe button. Uh, my name is Jim Thomas. Look forward to talking with you guys on the next video.